today's episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start supporting and balancing your hormones. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your way to better understanding your hormone health and how it affects your everyday life. This episode is brought to you by the Hormone Reset Program. This is my invitation to you. Yes, you. I'm inviting you personally to check out the Hormone Reset Program because I know that you listen to this podcast for a reason and I am so, so grateful for you. And I just want to invite you to the program that has changed so many women's lives and whatever your hormonal reason for wanting to listen to this podcast, I know that we can serve you in some way. So we are open for enrollment until Tuesday evening and then we close again till later sometime this year. This is the eight week group program that I run three times per year. This is a program you've probably heard about where we've taken women to painless periods, to clearing up their hormonal acne. We've taken women to normalizing and stabilizing their moods, getting rid of their anxiety. We've helped women with PCOS, PMDD, endometriosis. We've had women that had extremely heavy periods to finally have normal bleeding again. And so if you've been dealing with some sort of issue that you're like, ugh, I'm just ready to conquer this. I just want to know more about my cycles then the Hormone Reset Program will be a good fit for you. I put the link in the show show notes, and I would love for you to just shoot me a message if you have any questions about it. But in the meantime, enjoy this amazing episode by Victoria. Hey, ladies, I have a special treat for you. So I brought on a very good friend, Victoria Franca, which is that how you say your last name? I always say it. Yeah, it's Franca. Franca. Okay. I was giving you a little bit of like a little European flair, <laughs> um, but she is a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner, which is a whole mouthful. Um, but she specializes in your minerals and making sure your minerals are balanced. So she does hair mineral analysis and she really, really focuses on hormones as well as gut. So I thought she would come on and chat a little bit about mineral support for your hormones and also postpartum, because I know we have a lot of postpartum moms on here that deal with postpartum depression. And you always hear me talking like, God, check those minerals. (laughs) um, I would love for you to just share a little bit about what got you started in the health world. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me, Lee. I'm so excited. Um, so my story started kind of similar to a lot of my clients really, it was hormone balancing. I had gotten off of birth control and I had no idea that I actually needed to support my body to get off of birth control. I was told by my my, by my doctor, just get off of it whenever you want it and you'll be fine. So yeah, I roll. Um, so that's what I did. I literally woke up one day and I was like, I'm done with this. And I just stopped. And I felt like, you know, my normal self for the pat for the next three months. And then it wasn't until the third month hit that I was feeling extremely, extremely anxious. I was feeling depressed. I was, my skin was breaking out so much. 
And I started to kind of wonder like, what the heck is going on? Like, this has never been me. Like I've always been, you know, fine. I've never had any of these symptoms. I've never had a breakout literally growing up. So what is going on? And aside from that too, my period was just gone. So I hadn't had a period. So I was looking for, you know, for alternatives as, and also answers. So I went back to my traditional doctor and I just said, listen, these are my symptoms, no period, acne, severe anxiety, depression, like what is happening to my body? And she said, well, the only way you're going to feel better and actually, you know, get these symptoms to be taken care of is if you go back on the pill. So I can actually (gasps) write that up for you. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. So, so then, so then I was, so then I was just, I was just so upset because I was, and I looked at her, I'm like, but you told me I could just get off and my body would be fine. And now you're telling me that the only way for me to feel fine is to go back. And she was like, well, yeah, like your body's just not responding to it. And you know, you also now have PCOS. And I was like, what, what? like how, what all these questions. So I told her, I was like, okay, well, I found that, you know, I've researched that acupuncture actually helps balance hormones also. So I'm going to think, you know, of looking into it. What do you think? And she said, oh no, nothing that's alternative medicine works. Just get back on the pill and you're going to be fine. And I said, "Mm, oh, okay. So she wrote the prescription. I was like, what the heck? I'm not doing this. Like, this is nuts. Like this ruined me. And now I'm going to go back on it. Like there has to be some other answer. So I went against what she said and I went to acupuncture and it was after two, two acupuncture treatments that my period was back. I started feeling better. And I was like, wait, there's this whole other world out there that's called functional medicine and alternative medicine. Let me dive into it. So I dove into it. And the more I researched, the more I did within my own health, the more my symptoms were, you know, becoming balanced and the more I became more passionate about the industry. So I decided to, at the time I was working in wellness and, you know, anyway, so it was, wasn't that big of a merge into, um, a functional practitioner, but I went back to school, did the FDN course, um, got certified and started still focusing on my body and making sure that I was balancing and healing myself because, I wanted to be that example for my clients and also be able to speak from experience. So when I came across that mineral test that we were just kind of talking about, that was something that was very, very life-changing for me because I felt that I could, my, my hormones were balanced. I felt, you know, my gut was good, but there was still something that was off. And I really didn't know, like, what was it? Like, I felt like I still had some balancing to do and I needed something that was looking into my full body. And that is really what the mineral analysis is. It's a full body analysis and really seeing like the little pieces, which are your nutrients that are so connected with the function of your organs. So they were all out of balance. So I was like, oh my gosh, like there is work to do. So that's where I fell in love with the minerals because after balancing that, then it's like, now it's, you know, it's a game changer for my life. Yeah. And guys, I had Victoria do my hair mineral analysis. It's incredible. Like I just go back and like watch, you know, (laughs) her go through it because it's, it just makes so much sense. Um, so talk to me a little bit, like, how does this apply to hormones? Like what on earth do minerals, you know, cause nobody talks about minerals. Like how does this apply to our hormones? 
Yeah, so first let's understand what minerals are. So minerals are our nutrients. So everything that we eat, unless it's processed, well, even some processed food have it, but most of our foods have nutrients, right? So we need to make sure that we're getting the adequate amount for our body. And that depends on each person also, but it's important to see that we have our foundational nutrients, which is um, calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium. So those are the top big four. So always think that if these top big fours are out of balance, it's not going to allow your secondary and third minerals to balance. And the reason this is important is because zinc and copper are your hormone minerals. So you can do all the hormonal work and, you know, support your body. But if you're not actually adding in nutrients, which comes into play, which I know you work with your clients also, you don't allow your hormones to balance because yep. there is no way of balancing hormones with a processed lifestyle and a toxic lifestyle that doesn't work. You're going to be a hamster in a hamster wheel and you're not going to see the results and you're going to be spending money. So that's when, you know, nutrition and lifestyle changes and, you know, reducing toxicity all comes into play into supporting your hormones. So really important if you're struggling with your hormones, then it's looking into, okay, maybe the rest is off. And if the rest is off, that's what's stopping me from getting over and actually seeing the results of my hormones because a hormone out of balance or, you know, hormonal imbalance, that's a symptom that mm -hmm. is not the root cause. So we need to dive deeper to the root. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So we talk on this podcast, probably people are so sick of hearing me say it. Like the reason why we don't recommend like progesterone creams and all of this kind of stuff is because when you have low progesterone, when you have hormonal imbalance, something is wrong upstream. Like something else is going on, but instead, a lot of times people are like, oh no, 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 no. Like my low progesterone is the problem. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> and that's where I just love what you do and talking about this because it's so important to hear that and not look for that magic pill, you know, like that thing that you can just take, that's going to fix all your symptoms. Cause there isn't one, um, you have to really get to the root. So talk to me a little bit about like, um, some common imbalances you see and like what that kind of manifests in like, um, a client's body or symptoms. Definitely. So to me, the common, the common one that I see always is a magnesium loss, which means that you're not actually absorbing magnesium and then also low potassium. So low potassium and magnesium, they're both your stress minerals. And if we think about hormones, our body's ability to have balanced hormones always is linked to our ability to lower our stress levels. And if we can't yep. lower and maintain our you know, stress levels, then we're going to see a big shift in our hormones as well. So this is what I see the most is that that magnesium is either very low or it's a loss, which are two different things. Low means you just don't have magnesium and a loss means that your cells are not absorbing the magnesium. So essentially it's still losing magnesium, but your body is making it. You're just not absorbing it. And mm -hmm. with the potassium, typically it is the lowest mineral in 99.9% .9 of my clients. Everyone yeah. has low potassium and it's something that is so simple because you could be eating potassium throughout the day, adding it in. And we typically don't even realize that it's something that's so important. So with that, what looks into it, of course, is the stress levels of the person means that it's high. 
it's absolutely going to impact their adrenals as well. So I see that the more, the more magnesium is lost, the lower potassium, the more burnt out the adrenal glands are as well. So it's almost, you know, it's, it's, I can already see just for, from two minerals, I can already kind of predict what the rest of the, the results are going to be because it is, it's just so common to see nowadays. And it's something where, you know, with stress and the adrenals, we, we hear, okay, you know, lower your stress levels and this and that, but I don't think really people understand the stress bucket and like the analogy of like, there are so many other stressors in our lives other than just work or kids Mm -hmm. and husband or wife, whatever it is. Right. And all these different stressors, they can be, um, you know, the amount of caffeine we're having a day, the alcohol that we're consuming, the processed foods, the makeup we're putting on our face, the, you know, hair products, all of these different things are added stressors to this bucket. So it's not just work. It's not just family stress. There are other things that we're constantly doing that is impacting our, our, you know, hormones in our entire body. So it's really cool to be able to see also in the test, the toxicity level, because, you can try to be as non-toxic as you want, but there's still old toxicity left over from your previous non-toxic years. So that has to be detoxed. Yeah. I just, okay. We're going to take a little bit of tangent into detoxing really quick because something that just blows my mind is when people say, oh, no, no, no. You have a liver and kidneys. You don't need to detox. And I'm just like, um, but you do because do you see where you live? (laughs) And so let's talk about that. Like, what are your thoughts on detoxing? Obviously, you know, we do have a liver, but talk to me a little bit about why it's so important to support that. Yeah. And I think, so when it comes to the liver, we need to understand that it's one of our, honestly, it's one of our brains of the body. Like it is so important. So I always say that everyone thinks the brain is the most important. The brain is so important. Absolutely. But the liver is deeply important as well. And I always say that it's like a brain because then people understand the importance of it. But to understand that we are doing so much more every single day with what we eat, with the water we're drinking, with the products we're putting in our skin, with the, you know, even the, the lack of earthing that we're doing and grounding, all of these things are impacting our liver. And we just think that the liver can just keep up. And it's like, well, newsflash, not really like, you know, you weren't really meant to be drinking every single night and then drinking water that also is, has high calcium and then putting on makeup that has aluminum and putting in deodorant that has aluminum and, you know, eating rice that has uranium. So all of these different things add up and yeah, your liver needs support. So I think it's very different when people say, Oh, I just, I, you know, I don't believe in detox, but it's like, what type of detox are you talking about? Is it yeah. like, Oh, let me just do a five day juice detox. Well, that's not going to be the best. That's not the liver detox that your body needs. You know, your body yeah. needs your liver needs actually great nutrients that are liver supporting your liver needs constantly morning with lemon water warm lemon water, your liver needs dandy blend, your liver needs less caffeine, your liver needs less alcohol. So there's different things that we can constantly be supporting our liver to detox and not necessarily, you know, 
close out a whole week of our month to be like, oh, liver detox focus. No, we should be mm-hmm. supporting our liver and the detox pathways of our body, like dry brushing. I know you and I talked about it before. Like that's something that yeah. we both do that is easy and you can do it even in the shower, do it the wet brushing version, and you're still supporting the lymphatic system and supporting the detox pathways of your body. Yeah. I think, I think sometimes detox gets such a nasty word from, like you said, the juice cleanses and like going on these like water fasts or, you know, some weird things that you always hear and detox is literally just supporting those pathways, you know, like taking out the stressor so your liver can do what it needs to. Oh, so important. Um, now I have to like circle back to minerals. We go on (laughs) tangents here. Um, so, uh, what, so most people are stressed. I feel like that's just guaranteed, even though people are like, oh no, I really don't feel stressed. There's no stress at work. Like we have to look at, like you said, environmental ones. So what are your top tips then, um, for people in that scenario? Obviously, you know, it can't be specific, but what would be some generic things they could start to do? Yeah, so definitely. So anyone, I think even the people that say, oh, I'm not stressed out, you actually are, you're just used to it. I am, I, I can say for myself, like I am a person where if someone says, Hey, are you stressed out? No, because I thrive under pressure. Like I, like, I feel like I have always been stressed out my whole life. And I just think this is me, you know? So a lot of times you don't really even know that you're stressed out until you take a look in internally and actually see how your body's handling the stress because we're Mm -hmm. so used to piling it on and on and on. And really we're, we don't have a choice, right? Like we just came out of a year where everyone was in survival mode and Mm -hmm. no one actually stopped to be like, you know what? I'm stressed out, but I'm choosing not to be stressed out. It's like, no, you're, you have to survive. And that includes added stress. So, so I think we're just, you know, we're very much so used to the fact that if we have stress, we say we don't feel stressed out and we don't believe we're stressed out and you just push your body even more. So that's just that part to kind of say, but to give you actual tips to take on, I think definitely make sure that you're focusing on self-care and doing what you can before bed. So that means taking a bath with magnesium, which is Epsom salt. Um, that is, you know, stop watching TV and grab a book, you know, Mm -hmm. color, do something that's different. That's something that's not going to stimulate your brain. Don't stay on your phone because you really want to start to disconnect, but also it's a connection with your brain to show that it's your time to slow down because we are so connected all the time. And I know I'm a fan of watching TV, like housewives. I'm that type of girl. Like, yes, give me the housewives. But I also know that when I sit there and I watch something, my brain does not understand that that stress on TV is not happening to me. So it's soaking up all that argument on TV and it's actually thinking that it's happening to me. So instead of me sitting there and being relaxed, yeah, I feel good because I'm just kind of relaxing and chilling, you know, hanging out on the couch, but my body and my brain and my cortisol Oh, through the roof because it thinks that that cat fight is with me and it's not. <laughs> so, <is> so true. <laughs> it's something that's so simple, but we don't even think about the things that we watch before going to bed. And we have that cortisol spike. And for those that don't know, cortisol is your stress hormone and it, it increases. And then you lay in bed and you're like, oh, well, I can't sleep or I have, a, you know, I have insomnia. And it's like, well, no, have you helped your brain shut off? Probably not. Right. 
So I always go back to like, think about yourself as a little child, a baby. You have a schedule with Landon. You have this whole routine with Landon of how you put him to bed. Do you Mm -hmm. have a routine with yourself? That is all we have to ask. What is my baby routine? That's it. So that is the first one is take care of yourself, self-care. And then obviously going into the sleep um, aspect, sleeping, I think is extremely important in a much bigger way than people are even given it time these days. And so much is like, oh, you'll sleep when you're dead. And it's like, oh no, like you'll die a lot sooner if you don't actually sleep. That's the best I've heard. (laughs) Like, absolutely not. This is crazy. So I'm a big, like, I'm like middle name is sleep. Like I need to be resting because I know my body needs it. And so sleeping between the hour, like laying in bed by 10 o'clock, super important because between 10 and two, that's when your body is doing its detox. That is when your adrenals are recharging. So if you miss that period of 10 to midnight, let's say, and you go to bed at midnight, one o'clock, you missed two solid hours of work that your body body has to do internally. And your internal clock does not play catch up. You just skipped. Like you're not going to start doing that at 1 a.m. Like it's done. Like whatever had to be done, not going to do it. So really important that we play a bigger, you know, a bigger understanding and importance in our sleep. And then I would say start adding more banana and potassium ingredients into your day to day. So it doesn't have to be just potassium. Spinach has, um, sorry, it doesn't have to be just banana. Um, You can add spinach also. Avocado has potassium. You can have coconut water. Um, there are different potassium ingredients, but start adding that with almost every meal. So that is something that if you're making a smoothie, add the banana. If you're having lunch, have with, with an avocado. If you're having dinner, add the spinach. If you're having a snack, grab a coconut water. So it's so simple to constantly be adding the potassium ingredient. And the reason I say the potassium, it's because it is the slowest mineral to be to increase when you're supporting minerals. So you can do all the minerals and they typically shift quick, rather quickly, but the potassium, because we always have stress, it is always going to be the one that is the lowest and the slowest to actually get in range. And, um, and that happens with a lot of people when they say, Oh, you know, I, I have like water retention and my skin is in, I have acne and my metabolism slow. Well, yeah, low potassium. These are all symptoms of low potassium. So if these, you know, are symptoms that are resonating with you, then start adding that banana and those ingredients and everything. Oh, yes. I love that. Which brings me to the next question I have, which is how do our minerals support fat loss and our metabolism in that way? Because, uh, yeah, I'll just let you, I have, I have comments about it because I always feel like everyone's always like calories in versus calories out, like just work out harder, just cut more calories. And I'm like, well, that's also a stress on your body. And if you are already stressed and you wonder why you're mm-hmm. not losing weight, it's like, well, hello. So what are, how do our minerals impact that? Yeah. So we have to remember that minerals <laughs> are nutrients. So when we say it, we know if we stop saying the word minerals and we go to the word nutrients, That might help out when we're talking about calories. So we have to think that food is nourishment for our body. Food is not just calories. And I think we are in a society where we are just looking at the calories and that's what we label food as. And we forget that it's nourishment. 
So if we are choosing the right foods for our body, which are the right nourishments for our body and has the right nutrients for our body, then your body's response is going to be to let go of what doesn't belong because weight gain is your body's response to holding on to fat because there is stressors and it needs to protect you because our body's entire purpose is to keep you alive and to keep you alive. It's to keep you protected, right? To keep you safe. So whenever the body feels like there's some type of stressor and that can be from working out too much, like if you're going crazy at the gym and you're not nourishing and eating enough food, guess what? Your body's going to hold on to the fat because it needs to protect you. It does not know when you're going to eat again, because you're, you keep fasting and starving it. So that is something that we have to be always mindful is that, okay, how am I defining food for myself? Is it nourishment or am I defining it as calories in? Yeah. I think that's really important to remember. Cause I also truly believe like not all food is created equal, um, when it mm-hmm. comes to that. And I know people are like, Oh Leah, a carb is a carb. And I'm like, it is, but how much more nourishment do you get from like a potato or sweet potato or quinoa versus a pastry? You know, yeah. <laughs> one serves your body and one just serves your taste buds. So, um, I love that. So how, like, let's go into postpartum then, because um, postpartum, I know, depletes 10% or more of your minerals. And I think so many moms, I know me postpartum, it was very much like, my gosh, I'm just tired, you know, sleep every second I can. My child was not sleeping. You're starting to nurse And it's literally just focus on baby, baby, baby. But at the same time, your moods are kind of like really fluctuating and you almost feel not at home in your own body because all of a sudden, like you don't have a baby inside of you anymore, but like your body didn't just magically go back to Mm pre-baby. And so how do our minerals kind of impact our hormones in that and the moods and um, the stress? Yeah. So, I mean, if we think about birth, right, birth in itself is a very stressful event for the body. Like, think about it. Like it's already stressful that for nine months you're creating a human and that human is, is using up all of your nutrients, right? Your minerals is being taken to nourish and grow this life. But then you go through this process of getting the baby out and birthing and the stress, the, the anxiety a lot of moms feel the, you know, unknown territory that a lot of moms are walking into all of this is depleting your minerals. And the fact that when the baby comes out so much of it is in the placenta. So your nutrients also are gone. Right. So I think it's, it's so, so common that moms, when, you know, when you give birth, you're focused on something else other than yourself. And for so long, you've been focused on your body because for nine months, your body was what's going to give life and what's creating life. And then suddenly that's gone from you and you're focusing on keeping that life alive, but on an external world or, you know, (laughs) external outside of your body. So that shift of focus is so, so key for women to understand that you can't focus all of that hundred percent of the baby, because you still need to nourish yourself. Like you still need to heal and your body is going through so much. And I think this isn't even just a conversation to have with, with women postpartum, but it's with, 
it's with the families, it's with the husbands, because they and everyone's focus is on the child. And it should be like, that's, you know, a child was just born. It's a beautiful miracle, but there's also the mother and there's a lot of changes that are happening. And no one's really looking at the mother and saying, Hey, how are you? Or what do you need? Or how can we support you? Or what are the cooked meals that you need that is going to nourish your body? Right. So a lot of it also is, you know, you're so busy and you're trying to stay awake. You're trying to keep them alive. So you'll just grab whatever you can eat whenever you can eat. And if we think about the minerals that you just lost, and then the fact that you're actually not nourishing your body too, too well, because you're just trying to keep them alive, you see mm-hmm. that there's this lack, right? So your body is craving and needing the minerals and the nutrients, yet you're stressed and don't have the time because you're taking care of that beautiful baby. So it's just really important to kind of have in a way, a game plan and a game plan where, you know, you need to understand, okay, my body is going to need the calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium. Like those are the top four that my body's going to need. How am I going to get that? Right. And we think so much of like, okay, the baby has all the clothes and it has all the diapers. Well, what about the mom? Like, where are you getting your nutrients? Like, how are you getting fed? How are you taking care of yourself? So some simple ways is, you know, if you have family and friends around asking them to contribute in home cooked meal and just giving ideas, Hey, it's really simple. I actually just need, you know, potatoes with, with chicken and, you know, let me add some fat in there, some avocado things that they can, like you can nurture your body and nourish your body, but that won't require you to think and actually be in the kitchen those first few weeks, because there's a lot going on with your baby and with yourself. Right. But a lot of time allowing and giving those recommendations is helpful because otherwise what you'll find is that people will come and maybe they might drop off pizza. I know some friends of mine that, yes, right. Some friends of mine, like they would drop off donuts every day. And I was like, oh, like, I love that you're treating her to sweets, but I just don't think that's what she needs as her body's healing. You know what I mean? So, and it's not being picky or being rude. It's just allowing and explaining to them, Hey, I've actually done some research. And I know that actually for the healing process of my body, these would be the best ingredients that I'm going to be lacking. And this is also what supports me from, you know, from, from beating postpartum depression and supporting my body because otherwise you're just feeding sugar and processed stuff because it's the easy things that people are kind of giving. So that's just one way. Another way is, you know, by replenishing your minerals through, um, a magnesium bath. So if you can agree with your significant other that you just need 15 minutes for yourself, which you should be like not begging for, because it should be, you know, allowed or (laughs) it should be kind of like, I guess, recommended. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. That's the word. Um, but 15 minutes of a magnesium bath, you need to replenish that Epsom salt because, or that magnesium, which is Epsom salt, because magnesium is the mineral that is the most depleted when you give birth. So that magnesium is super, super low. And when magnesium is super low, then your anxiety and depression is at its highest. So start to replenish that because that would be good for your body to get its natural level up. And you will allow yourself to have that me time, even for 15 minutes, because the, the more little moments in the day that you have with yourself, the more you can kind of feel connected with yourself and actually remember who you were before you gave life. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's so important. And 
I just crack up about the donuts a little bit, but because people do want to bring you like lasagna and pizza and as much as it tastes good, I will have to say it's one of those things where, you know, when you are stressed, you know, um, you tend to want to scroll social media and like feed Mm -hmm. into other people's emotions. Like instead of taking care of yourself, you're like, I'm stressed. I'm just going to stress myself out more. Same thing. We tend to reach for sweets, um, you know, because it gives you that instant gratification and you feel better for, you know, five minutes and then, you know, you don't because you crash. And so when we talk about self-care in that way, I think it's so important to remember like self-care internally, you know, like mm-hmm. how are you going to uh, serve your body and nourish your body so that, you know, you can actually heal and keep, um, you know, showing up because postpartum emotions are nuts. And I think if you just, you know, wish that you don't have them, it's not a very smart <laughs> plan. (laughs) Not at all. And I think too, it's, there's just some, there's, you know, there's the type where you don't even want to acknowledge it. Like you, you want it to kind of go away in a way that it's like, I don't even want to say I have anxiety or postpartum depression because I just don't want it to exist. Right. So Mm -hmm. instead of actually acknowledging it and sitting with it and asking for help and finding help, you just kind of put it under the rug and yeah it kind of, it keeps coming up and it keeps creeping out of the rug. And then the, when you notice it, it's at a point where you then look and like, Oh, I wish I had found help and understood what I was going through and not to have any shame. I think there's Mm -hmm. so much shame around having postpartum depression and there should not be any shame because it's understanding that all of your nutrients, like all of these important factors and minerals that are needed for your body and your organs to function have left like they've mm-hmm. gone and, and you created life right so there's so much that you are missing internally that needs to be replenished so I think it's just really important to, to just know that you know one you're not alone most women go through this but most women go through it silently and that's mm-hmm. what really we have to kind of break that stigma and knowing that it's it's normal it's okay and there is a way to feel better and there is a way to nourish your body to to go back to how it was but first you need to be able to say that you need the support. Yeah. And it's okay to ask for help. I know I struggle personally asking for help, but it's just so important. Um, I remember I think Landon was only a week old and Seb had just gone back to work and we'd had like the first week, you know, it was great. You know, people were there, all that stuff. And Landon had this fun habit of like waking up every 40 minutes (laughs) and he went through this stage where he would just only sleep when you were holding him Mm -hmm. and Seb had had school. And then I think he had gone to work because he had the twilight shift. And I, that was such a hard night for me because I was running on no sleep and Landon always wanted you to hold him. So I hadn't eaten very well. Mm -hmm. I hadn't gotten any, any nutrients. And I remember I put him down to do something and he was bawling and I just sat on the floor and bawled with him. I was like, I literally just need you to stop crying because I just need to do one thing, but he wanted you to hold him. And Seb came home to everybody crying and he was like, go to sleep. And I'm like, but you haven't slept. He's like, go to sleep literally. And he's like, you should have told me I would have, you know, not gone to work. And I think 
that's just my reminder and my permission to all of you to, mm-hmm. to just ask for help and say something because, um, as I was sitting on the floor bawling, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't keep doing this. You know, you feel yeah. horrible. Um, so you definitely need to also, you know, let people baby you too during that time. Yeah. And I, and thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I have chills. It's like, it's such a, it's such a raw and honest story. And it's something where a lot of women would feel so ashamed to kind of even share but it's beautiful. It's, it's the truth of motherhood, right? It's, it's wanting to be there for your child, but at the same time, not even knowing who you are and just being sleep deprived and hungry, but not even hungry because you don't even want to cook. So it's all these different emotions, but yeah, I think it's, you know, it's allowing yourself to be baby. That's so good because you're healing. Like you're literally freaking healing. I think we, I think women just forget like the process the body goes through. And immediately after leaving the hospital, it's like, okay, you're superwoman now, just do it all. And it's like, yeah. oh no, 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 no. I don't want to be superwoman. Like I want to be me and the healing version of me, which means I require help and mm-hmm. I need support. And I think too, with, with, with husbands and families is if you don't want to say the word I'm dealing with postpartum depression create a word for yourself. That is like your, your sign, you know, language word, your key, you know, whatever your, your signal between each other, where if you say whatever it is, let's say pineapple, if you say pineapple, your significant other or your family knows that, Hey, we need to be full force supporting you. Right. Because I think that's the word, the words I have, I'm feeling depressed. That is really hard to come out Mm -hmm. for, 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 for mothers. And, you know, for, for, for really a lot of people in general to admit that they have depression, but it's that word. So creating something that is going to be almost like your bridge gap word, but that Mm -hmm. is like your red flag. Like you're waving that red flag and you're saying, Hey guys, like I'm, I'm needing some support. Yeah. And I, some mom told me this and I just hold fast to it. It's like, you don't get a gold star. If you, you know, have an epidural or you don't have an epidural, like you don't get a gold star. If you walk out of the hospital versus like getting, she goes, you literally gave birth, no matter how you gave birth, that's incredible. And I think just not trying to be like, no, I need to show up and mm-hmm. you know how I did nine months ago before I was pregnant. And, oh, I just, I, I know that so many moms feel the need to be super women because, you know, so much can be asked of them. Um, so maybe just have a plan in place for before, if you can, like having a family member, like watch the kids, if you have other kids or, you know, plan meals, um, or anything like that. Um, I always tell moms now, and it's something I will do with my next kid is meal prep, put it in the freezer. Um, That's what I was going to say. Uh-huh. Cause you know, the last thing I only had one hand to eat with, you know, I wasn't going to be like making some gourmet meal. <laughs> so I'm holding yeah. Landon. <laughs> no, exactly. And it's, you know, I think we, I think for nine months, you're planning for the baby, right? You're planning for the room, yeah. you're planning for everything else. But then there's almost like a gap of like remembering that there has to be a postpartum plan. Mm-hmm. And there is no postpartum plan. Like you have a birth plan, the baby's born, and then suddenly it's like, okay, go back to who, you are, who I was before. 
And that's not Mm -hmm. the truth, right? It took you nine months to get where you are. It's going to take you nine months to get back and even more. And and everybody is different, right? But I think that's something that we need to kind of be spoken about is exactly what you said, have a plan if you can. And even the smallest things, you know, maybe if you don't have the family support, that's all right. But then start being kinder with yourself and start telling yourself, Hey, you're going to be healing, be kind with yourself, be gentle with yourself, because that takes away that expectation that you have to show up how you used to be. Yeah. Oh, so many mic drops. I honestly think we can make a whole podcast episode just talking about <laughs> postpartum. Um, Okay. So what other tips or things you would like to share in general about minerals or you think people should know? I think don't over, don't underestimate the power of a balanced meal. I think, um, we are in a society where a lot of fad diets are being pushed on women and sorry, being pushed on women, but we're created for men. And we need to understand that our bodies create different, you know, we can still do a lot of things that men do, but internally we are different beings and we need a balanced meal. You need to have that carb, you need to have the veggies, the protein and the fat. And if you're kind of nitpicking and saying, well, no, I'm only going to have the fat and the protein. Well, your organs and your hormones, they need the carbs. So like, what are you choosing? You know what I mean? Like you're choosing to kind of let go of this ability and this beautiful part of your female body, which is to have hormones. And you're Mm -hmm. just choosing to kind of follow a plan that is not made for your body type. So I think that's something really important. So I always say, you know, think about that food is nourishment. And in order to have a full nourished plate, you need the full macros. So you need the carbs, the protein, and the fat. Oh, so important. See, I'm not the only one that tells you that, ladies. No, not at all. (laughs) Repetition is key. Um, (laughs) So how can people find you? How can they work with you? I'm sure people are going to have questions. Give us all the details. Definitely. So my Instagram is victoria.wellness. So you can follow me there. I would love to hear from you. If you watch this episode, I love just chatting after um, and just seeing your feedback. There's always a few things that kind of people will pick up on and be like, wow, you know, that, that helped, or this is new for me. So anything that you can share, I always love that. Um, and you can also work with me and find out more about working with me through my website, which is www.omniwellness.com. But to make it easier, it's in my link in bio on Instagram. make it simple well thank you so much I really appreciate you coming on it was so fun thank you thank you for listening to today's episode of balancing hormones naturally if you found this helpful I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag balancing hormones naturally podcast so we can get this message out you can find me on instagram at leah underscore b-r-u-e-g and I would absolutely love to hear from you